baptism is um, kind of core. It's kind of uh, critical for uh, all of us to know about and understand. You know, um, we are all born, obviously, we've been born by out of a family, out of families that have their strengths and their weaknesses, right? All of us have come from, I know I come from a messed up family. And how many of you come from a messed up family? Okay. So that's why Jesus tells this guy, Nicodemus, you have to be born again in order to be able to see the kingdom of heaven because it's like we need kind of a reboot, almost like a new a new start. And um, a lot of people, um, you know, we, those of us that have failed in life and had a lot of suffering, we're a lot more open to needing a good a new start than people that think that they've succeeded out there, right? So there's a lot of people that think that they've really made it and they're really successful. And then there's a lot of the rest of us that know that we've messed up. Okay? And that's why uh, Jesus says that it's harder for the rich man to enter the kingdom of God uh, than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, right? So um, it's the idea of it is that we die in a way. We, we go into the water and it's symbolically it's a death, okay? But then we come out of the water, and it's symbolically like a resurrection. So we we don't no one's going to die today, unless you get snagged by a fishing hook in your throat or something. That's not going to happen. There's, we've chosen the spot where the fishermen aren't going to be messed with us. But uh, anyway, so uh, but symbolically, the idea of baptism is we go into the water, okay, and uh, and then we come out. Um, it's like death and resurrection, but why do we do it? Um, well, because we're, we're dying with Jesus. It's symbolic of our death with Christ and then our resurrection with Jesus Christ. So a new beginning, right? And so Romans chapter 6, I'm going to read a little thing from Romans that my, I think it explains it pretty well. It says, um, For if we have become united with Jesus in the likeness of his death, Certainly, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Okay, wow. Okay, if I want to be resurrected, then, you know, one requirement if you want to be resurrected um, and have an eternal life, resurrection life, is that you die. You can't be resurrected from the not dead, right? You got to die in order to be resurrected. Okay, so if we've been united with Jesus in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin for the one who has died is free from sin, right? There's no one who's an addict, no, no dead people that are addicted to fentanyl, right? No dead people are, are caught shoplifting at Walmart, right? No dead people, you're not going to find any dead people like that are actively, uh, you know, polit being politicians in the White House. Yeah, right, sinning against the American people or whatever, being corrupt or whatever. Like it's uh, so when you die, then in a way you're you're surrendering. Um, you're 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 dying to that old way of life, and a lot of you guys, a lot of us, have already done that through spending time in prison, through you know, through uh, just bottoming out in our addiction, through right, and so that's why it's easier in a way to talk about this subject here at Tianueva than in, in most churches, okay? But, so look what it goes on to say. Now, if we die with Christ, 
we believe that we also will live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never going to die again. Death is no longer master over him. So it's kind of like this. All of us are going to die, probably, right? Okay, unless Jesus comes back and rescues us before we die. Okay, but most of us are going to die. But baptism is kind of like, let's get that over with. So Briggs is going to go and he's going to die in the Skadden River in, in, in earnest. Okay, um, along with a lot of the rest of us who've already done that. But then we're going to resurrect after that, right? Right at the same time, which means we start our eternal life. Like we start our eternal life now. And so, you know, so the idea is that we, we, we die and get that over with so that we can start our eternal life with our bodies so that we can make a difference in the world while we're still on the planet, right? It's like we want to be surrendered over so we can do the work of, of God without fear of any, what anyone thinks or what anyone, a dead person doesn't care what anyone thinks, right? I remember the story of this guy who's uh, really, uh, he goes to a, his, his head monk. He's, a, he's a monk in a monastery and he says, uh, you know, I have this problem with pride and I don't know, I just really get close to my head. I think I'm better than I should think I'm of myself. And so he gives him a homework assignment. He goes, go to the dead, go to the cemetery and tell all the dead people in the cemetery just how great they are just how handsome and beautiful they are and just what successes they were or they are and, and then come back tomorrow. So the guy goes to the cemetery and he says, you guys are amazing. You're so successful. You just made it in the life. You're, look at how you know exemplary citizens you are and everything. So, so he did that. And then he came back and the, his head monk said, so what did they say? He said they were silent. So he said, be like the dead before human praises. Right, I love that. So it's like, uh, anyway, uh, so being dead in a way is a way for us to get free from all the crap trappings of just being a mess. Right? But being resurrected after we've died is like trying to live clean from all of the crap from the past, right? It's kind of like uh, living clean uh, in a way, right? Except that doesn't mean that we might, that we're not going to relapse. Baptized people relapse too. And so once we, you know, we start the following Jesus, we got to keep confessing and coming back to God and go, man, I've messed up again. Jesus, uh, my new baptism, my new eternal life has begun, but I'm still me. And so forgive me for being angry about this or for messing up here or whatever, right? And then, so we need that continual process of confessing turning away from our sin, and living into our baptismal identity. Okay, so I'm almost done here. So Jesus uh, says, for the death that Jesus died, he died to sin once for all. So with the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So in baptism, we die to sin, and then we, we live. We come out of the water alive to God so that we can do the works that Jesus calls us to do. So let's look at one more text, which is, uh, this is Jesus' baptism. Jesus himself, he was pretty amazing because uh, John the Baptist was doing a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, okay? And so all the people were going up to him in the river, in the Jordan River. And, uh, and then it says, Jesus also went with all the rest of the people. So in other words, he didn't consider himself superior 
even though he was God in the flesh, he went with the crowds of people into the river and was baptized just like everybody else, right? He was baptized with the cartel, you know, kingpins and the, you know, the, um, you know, the people that were, that ran the, ran the trap houses of his village. And he was baptized with, you know, with um, just the felons of that time and, you know, all the um, people that gossiped and, and that, um, you know, and were really judgmental and, and had anger problems. And there was Jesus right in line with everybody else, not going, hey, guys, don't think that I'm like them. You know, that's not, that wasn't Jesus. He, he didn't separate himself and make other people feel lower. He was, he came as a, as an equal. And so he humbled himself. Look, this is the, this is what happens at the baptism. It's Luke chapter four, three. Now, when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized. Okay. So if Jesus can be baptized, so can we, right? Okay. And while he was praying, heavens were, heavens were opened up. And the Holy Spirit descended upon him in a bodily form like a dove. And a voice came out of heaven. You are my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. So, so baptism is like a new birth. Okay, where instead of just being the son or the daughter of your human father, mother, you, you come into a new family where God is your father. And God says, you know, Ernest, you're my beloved son. I'm so proud of you. You know, Briggs, you're my beloved son. And I'm so proud of you. God's saying, Father God's just going, you guys, you rock. You know, you're, you're sons of, of the Father, of Jesus, you know. And then the Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes on you. And that gives you authority to be able to, you know, kind of whip the devil's ass. You know, you can, you can, uh, walk, you can walk tall and you can say, in Jesus' name, even, you know, evil, evil spirit, leave my friend alone, leave me alone. You can pray for healing. You can do all the things Jesus did because the same spirit that Jesus carries is given to us. Okay. Well, anyway, that's what I wanted to share about baptism. So we're going to go down. We're going to do our community service right now, really quick. Or not really quick, but just however long it takes. And then right after that, I suggest that we carpool down to the boat launch, which is down Fairhaven, take a ride on. Um, garter. garter and go until it hits the river, and then we're going to do garter. we're going to do our baptisms of uh, Ernest.